confirmed case of the Omicron variant in the United States was just discovered in the state of California just about an hour ago. Yep. The first confirmed case in Cali. And it's kind of relevant to the discussion today because I think uh, the man upstairs is going to be checking to see whether or not your faith is still intact. We got a talk, lot to talk about today because uh, this is uh, KBLA Talk 1580. You're experiencing Middays with Danny Morrison and especially High Noon on Wednesday, which basically means that right at this moment, we all reach the pinnacle middle of the week and now we'll spend each minute slowly cascading downhill in our efforts to get to the weekend for a little rest and relaxation, right? And coincidentally, today's broadcast is also about how I and I'm willing to believe many of you Find yourselves always fighting to get uphill in this thing called life. Only finding ourselves rolling back downhill while never reaching our chosen destination. Yes, our lives may be filled with repetitive disappointments, shortcomings, and failures, but we always tend to keep some semblance of shelter as we work our way through the storm. And like a lot of you, my weapon of choice to keep myself balanced has always been the one place that has always welcomed me back with open arms after a long absence and accepted me for who I am, regardless of my personal situation at the time. Kings and queens, the place that I speak of is the sanctuary that we all like to call the black church. As some of you might recall, back in July, I chronicled my relationship with the black church and the issues that I have with today's version. I spoke on how I was a weekly attendee of two different denominations of the black church. One was a Kojic in my much younger years and the other a missionary Baptist church at the onset of my adolescence and all the way up through this present day. I spoke on how black churches are currently in transition. Older pastors are slow to be replaced by younger, more progressive pastors. Every statistic shows that young people are departing the church in record numbers. Social media is more influential than ever. It's the changing of the guard with the old guard being slow to adjust to change that is inevitable. Doctrinal evolution can work. As long as we phase in proven new school strategies and adhere to the proven old school principles at the same time. But something happened on the way to me going up yonder to be with my Lord. On my way to laying down my burden down by the riverside. While I was working to hear the sweet sound of amazing grace to save a wretch like me. I was caught up in the same conundrum that the entire world was faced with that forced us all to stop, go home, spend some quality time with ourselves, and reestablish our relationship with the man upstairs. The issue that I'm speaking of is the COVID-19 pandemic. I can't speak for all of you, but as for me, it was recalibration time. Amidst all the hustle and bustle of our everyday lives, there are times when you get so busy that the activity starts to drown out the sound of God's voice. 
You tend to get so caught up in living with the blessings that he is responsible for, by the way. You even forget to keep him immersed in the journey. How dare we live out the dreams that we've been praying for for practically our entire adult lives and forget to thank him for all of these successes. Taking those exciting moments for granted as if we got there on our own. And I would even stumble to my bed late at night. Suffering from exhaustion. Totally fatigued from the new career blessings and opportunity that he granted me. And having the audacity to crash out on the mattress without dropping to my knees. Right next to my bed. And thanking him first. So when the black church houses were temporarily shut down from the quarantine, it ironically was a blessing in disguise for me. Yeah, I used to love waking up on a Sunday morning. You know what I'm saying? Jumping in the shower, throwing on one of my favorite fits, you know, get dressed to the nines because, you know, I feel if I can get dressed up for Saturday night spots, I should definitely get up and go to church on Sunday to avoid that place that is white hot. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The plantation for eternal damnation. I ain't trying to go there. So I would then grab my personalized Bible, drive on down to the church, Listen to the bomb choir lift every voice and sing and listen to the pastor go tell it on the mountain. It was good. And God saw that it was good. That is, until I noticed that I didn't necessarily have to. My relationship with God has never been stronger. I know that a lot of you may beg to differ, but the quarantine was the best thing that ever happened to me. I never knew what it meant when my mom would tell me about God being my personal savior until the pandemic forced me to establish a personal relationship with him. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that I have a connection with him like I never have had before. Our attachment is almost palpable, tangible. I'll be talking to a guy like he's right here in the room with me because he is. And it scares me because all the years that I thought that I knew him, I'm really just starting to realize that I barely scratched the surface all those years when I could have sworn that I was a God-fearing man in the first half of my life. But back on topic. But I've long believed that I needed the black church. I've been of the belief that as much as I may sin leading up to Sunday, I could cleanse my soul in the church house for a fresh start to a brand new week each and every time. No matter how much dirt I accumulated on the bottom of my feet as I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I always knew that Jesus would wash my same feet from sin. The same way he washed Judas' feet prior to his arrest, his subsequent trial, and crucifixion. But as it stands now, I don't necessarily believe that anymore. My faith in God is stronger than ever, but the quarantine has showed me that a personal relationship with God doesn't require a congregation, a choir, a pastor, or even a building for that matter. And I am not alone. According to Pew Research from just this year, young black adults are less religious and less engaged in black churches than older generations. Black millennials and members of Generation Z are less likely to rely on prayer, less likely to have grown up in black churches, and less likely to say religion is an important part of their lives. Fewer attend religious services, and those who do attend are less likely to go to a predominantly black congregation. And it gets worse. 28% of black Gen Zers and 33% of black millennials are religiously unaffiliated. Compared to 11% of baby boomers who are ages 57 to 75. No belief in God at all. 
There are a ton of kings and queens out here that are also struggling in the African-American institution or church and are looking for alternative answers as they try to weather the storm. This racial reckoning that we are currently navigating through has people looking for spiritual reinforcement. And many believe that the black church hasn't done its due diligence in being the beacon of light that has been traditionally when its uh, racial, ra racial unrest materializes for us. In conclusion, let me officially say that I need to be around God-fearing people. I do. As I always say, I am under perpetual spiritual construction. I'm a troubled soul. And I know me too well. Every time I reach a new plateau in my life, the devil starts his evil dance on my doorstep. Sometimes in a two-piece bikini. And boy, is he dancing a fully choreographed routine right here in the city of Los Angeles, trust me. So I recognized long ago that I'm someone that needs a positive ecclesiastical infrastructure around me to reinforce my spirituality regularly. My ironclad weapons of choice, my belief system, my Bible, and up until recently, the black church. But COVID-19 has only taught me the benefits of keeping away from people via social distancing, but it has also taught me the benefits of sharing small spaces with God via quarantine. Here's to hoping that the black church gets back to giving me some legitimate reasons on why I need to be in the building every Sunday. There is no verse in the Bible that demands that I have to be in your facility. It's recommended, but it's not mandated. And I don't even need a building to serve God every single day. But it sure would be nice. Because God can turn water into wine. But he can't turn the black church's whining into anything. But that's just me. Tell me what you think, L.A. Huh? What do you think, huh? Do you still go to church? Huh? Do you? Keep it real up in it. It's keep it real day today. Do you feel that you still need the black church as much as you used to? And do you still get the same chills that I used to get back in the day when the choir was singing and the pastor shouted? I used to love it. I used to really love it. Also, did you return to church once the quarantine was lifted? How long did it take you to return? Did you ever go back? Was it a difficult decision to go back to the church house? Were you fearful? Was it a COVID thing? And did your relationship suffer or thrive being away from the church? And lastly, why are kings and queens departing the black church, huh? What do you attribute that to? Is it the church's fault? Is it the black community's fault? Or is it just another sign of the times and further proof that society is on a slow downward spiral and we are at the point of no return? We definitely still need God. Trust me, I believe. Now more than ever. But do we still need the black church house? Holla at your boy. Your voice is the change. Your voice is the community. Your voice is on 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store. iOS or Android. It don't matter. And that same app allows you to send me your questions and comments. And I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast plus. Like, share, and follow your favorite. I was, I was flowing like Miles just now. You see that, Miles? I was trying to do you, man. I'm not talented like you, though. Plus, <laughs> like, share, and follow your favorite radio station. Live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. And feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms, too. Plus, me and my midday partner in crime, Miles, will take your comments via this ecosystem of our social network. Check this one out. When we come forward, I will add another 7 Series to add to the topic of conversation. Look, no, I truly don't believe that I need the black church in order to maintain a strong relationship with God. 
However, I ain't stupid. There are some things that only the black church can give me that I can't get anywhere else. And that's why this entire topic troubles me. And these seven things are what's keeping me from permanently cutting the cord. My seven series today is seven reasons I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. Totally quitting them. I've been doing a pretty fantastic job not sitting in the church in these last few months and pretty much feel that I'd be fine without it. However, these things make it tough. I can't lie. I'll share. Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to Middays with Danny Morrison on Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Let's ride. Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. KBLA Talk 1580. Unapologetically Progressive Radio. Black owned and operated from the heart of Lamert Park, USA. The heart of Lamert Park, USA. We're listening and the convo continues right now. Yeah, man, we black in a spot. You heard? Another episode of Midtakes with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580 discussing whether we kings and queens still go to church on Sunday and whether you. Uh, whether or not you returned after the quarantine was lifted. By the way, before we get into it, we got some phone calls coming in. Sam, Levon, I see both of y'all. Um, I got a DM last night. There's a queen. I can't remember her name. I'm sorry, queen, but she said, Danny, on your show, can you ask whether or not there is a, uh, a black-owned Christmas tree lot in Los Angeles? Anybody know one? Huh? A black-owned Christmas tree lot. That's a good idea. I'm going to snag one myself, a little bitty tree. Lit, I just want like a little Charlie Brown tree, just a little something, you know, that'll hang like two ornaments or something. <laughs> but uh, if you do know of one, get in my DMs, okay? Let me know, and I'll spread the word, because that'd be cool, you know, that we can fatten the pockets of uh, an African-American during this time of year. You know what I'm saying? But uh, let's go to the phone. Talking about the black church, do we still need the building? I ain't talking about God now. Y'all know how I get down. I'm talking about the building. Do you still need to go on Sunday? Let's go to let's go to Sam first, Miles. Sam, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. Six one, still African American, Gardena. Gardena, checking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's on your mind today, huh? My brother, you're smoking. Let me say this. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going. Don't stop, cause you're good. Wait, 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 wait. Good smoking in a good way or in a bad way? There's two different yeah, types. It, 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 because we got to stop what's going on in that building. That building called church, we got to stop it. It, it. it is ridiculous. Well, be specific you, they, on what you mean have, by that. Stop doing what? Well, let's do, let's do it this way. Every African-American we've had in the past, almost in the church, have brought us this far. That's how we got this far. You got the people that walked Jesse Jackson, the Al Sharp, the oldest they are right now, they, they're still in the street. What about these young pastors that we got sitting up in the church? Think they're teaching us. Think they're doing the right thing, and they're not. You, this is this is where we're going wrong as a as a, a congregation. We are allowing them to do it. We're not calling them. Nobody's calling them out. Nobody's saying anything to them. We got to go to them and say, "Hey, look, we understand what the Bible is all about." But Jesus was an activist. Mm. Jesus was a socialist. Mm. Jesus was an antagonist. Mm. Jesus went in the church and he kicked the, the Pharisees and Sadducees out. Turned over the Turned chains, over the tables table. in the temple. Say it. I'm, I'm preaching now, brother. I'm preaching now. Okay? <laughs> so listen, we, we got to look at these people. 
that think they're coming behind their parents and foreparents or whatever the case is, that they're doing the right thing, I got them right here in the city. Hmm. Right here. I'm going to call a name. I hope it doesn't bother anybody. We had a guy named Frederick Casey Price Sr. Okay. A lot of people talked about him. This dude taught economics. This two brought people into the church to teach us how to get through this system, like Claude Anderson. This dude did a tremendous job in uplifting people in this state, in this in this whole country, world. But he got a follower behind him. Mm. Yeah, those guys like that are few and far between. I think uh, I've mentioned I need more ministering and less minstrel. And unfortunately, I think a lot of the black pastors out there uh, are still doing it old school. And that's why the young people are leaving the churches in droves, man. They ain't trying to hear all that. You know, when we were kids, it resonated. But these young kids, they're a different breed of, of cat. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to go in and listen to the hooping and hollering. They don't have time for that, man. So if you're still teaching about backstabbers and stealing and all that stuff, don't get me wrong. The Bible says that thou shalt not steal. It's one of the commandments. But you know what? Young people ain't trying to hear that. You should be talking about yeah, things you know, that are related to them and not things you've been preaching for 40 years. There you go. All right, All right my brother. You have a good day. You Keep too, it going. I appreciate you, King. I will. All right, let's go into LaVon. LaVon, give me your height, your color, and your hood, LaVon. Yes, Danny. I'm here. Hi. Give me your height, your color, and your hood with the best voice I've ever heard on you the You know show. what? You know what? The colors are controversial, but if you want <laughs> that to come on through, let's say... Light skinned did did. Okay, light skinned did did did. What what part of the town or what's part of the country are you calling from? I'm, I okay. My family grew up all over Los Angeles, but I call it South Central. Some people say it's Watts and it's <laughs> South Central. Checking in, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's on your mind, man? You trying to take my job? Go so ahead. I, I, <laughs> you know, and for for real, Danny, if you check, we're on the same page with some of the historical stuff that comes up. So I've met you in passing once before, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, that gentleman that just came on, he's saying some good stuff, but it's not going to change anything because w- what our consciousness is locked in step with this church, because without the church, I've heard stories. If it wasn't for the church, some of the people wouldn't have been able to eat from the South. They wouldn't have been able to be hid from the uh, Underground Railroad. They were hiding and protecting people who were going to be done badly by the dominant forces. Yeah, but LaVon, that so, just because it was like that back in the day doesn't mean it's relevant today. The Republican Party was more for black people back in the day. <laughs> They're not today. I'm, I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. I'm just laying it down where, where my... Uh, indoctrination came from, and I'm agree with what the gentleman just said. And what I'm, and you're correct. And all that's, I don't know if you wrote that little soliloquy. That was really, really tough, and it was really. I'm like, wow, that he's saying some of the stuff that I said. Okay, I want to get to the point. <laughs> for the record, for the record, poem, by the way, I write everything that I read. So just to let you know, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, Danny, see, now we're going to be off track when you keep doing this. I'm just sorry. You're trying to throw me off. All right, all right, listen. We've met 
We've met. We've talked. So stop it. Just look on your page and look for LeVon and you'll see me. Okay, here it goes. Good. All right. This is it. Eighty. I saw a poll just within the last few days. 82% of Europeans do not claim to be affiliated with any church or uh, religious thing. Whatever, whatever it wants to be called. 80%? 82%. Or, wait a minute, let me take that back. Yeah, it wow. was 62%. Even it was still, 62%. that's high. You mean 82 or 60, 62% of Europeans aren't, aren't, they don't have a necessary denomination. Is that what they you're saying? They don't claim, I'm, I'm saying, according to this poll, that they, I don't know who took the poll, it was posted on my page, and it said 62% are not affiliated with any church or religious Whatever they call it, I don't. I'm not sure anymore. So if I said wrong, someone is going to jump on me. You're guaranteed tomorrow. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, all this time, I was under the impression that the Europeans who put this religious thing on us or on African Americans were believed in the Catholic Church or some Jesuit church or some church, and it was not true from the very beginning. All they wanted was the upper class to support the church, therefore you could enslave, or or whatever they wanted to call it, uh, people and colonize them. So what I'm understanding now is what all this time... I was made to go to church. It was it was mandatory. Yeah. It wasn't because I believed in the blood of Christ is going to heal. I never believed that, and I just didn't say anything. And if I did, I would get popped Levon, for saying Levon, it. Levon, can you hold on? I see where you're going. Can you hold on? After news and traffic, we'll come back to this thing. Can you do that? If, if you think this is interesting. <laughs> hold on, man. Lord have mercy. Levon's one of the most long-winded cats I've ever talked to, man. We're going to hear about his whole life story. News of traffic right now. We'll continue on the other side. Middays with Danny Morrison. KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. Middays with Danny Morrison. KBLA Talk 1580. As usual, ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. I ask once again, give me a black Christmas tree lot right here in the city of Los Angeles. And once again, one of my beautiful listeners came through a bead. Says it's a black owned Christmas tree lot on 76th Street and Western Avenue. 76th Street and Western Avenue, right here in the city of Los Angeles. I'm going to go there probably this weekend. Maybe. Hope they got some trees left. And if you say that Danny Morris from KBLA sent you, he'll give you some free pine needles. How about that? On me. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. LaVon, get back up in here. You were making your point saying that, like me, you were forced to go to church when you were a kid. My mother had a rule. Even when I turned like 17, 18, she was like, you know, you can stay here. You can live here. But you got to have a job or you got to go to school. And by the way, if you live under my roof, you go on a church every single Sunday or leave. Were you like that? See, easy. As I say, you know all this and we're going to go over it and someone is going to get offended. And that's why I didn't want to go in that direction, because it always offends my family and 
people, did nobody make, they, they, they sit and look at me as an old man now and lie to me. No one made you go to church. Yes, you did. If I didn't go, I couldn't eat. You didn't want me in your house. You don't come around. I'm a bad guy. That's just the way it But, LaVon, I don't, first of all, I don't care who we offend. This is the Keep It Real show. I don't care who I offend. I know. I, <laughs> I don't care. We say what needs right. to be said on this broadcast. And people can call and say whatever they need to say. As long as you don't drop the N-word or cuss, you can come and say exactly what you want to say. And the truth is, yeah, we were force-fed God when we were growing up. It's good for me. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. But there are some that believe that this society force-fed us religion to keep us a little more docile, a little more low-key, because of what they were about to do to us by enslaving us for 250 years. They were like, we better preach them all about Jesus, or they're going to come and kill us back. So yeah, turn the other cheek. Thou shalt not kill. We got to teach it to them. There's some that believe that. And you know what? I do to a certain extent. Uh. You know what, Danny, one of these days, wise men will meet and talk. But it's not, If, as I say, I wanted to say this quickly. Go ahead. Because, I got to let you go because we got right. calls waiting. Go ahead. Final word. Okay. All right. Okay. You must get a book called How to Make a Negro a Christian by Kamasi, T-E-H-U-T-I, also the Religious Instruction of the Negro by Charles Colcock-Jones. Both these books are very informative, and it tells you what they did. They thought they had figured African Americans out. They thought they had fi figured it out, but it is they can't. It's impossible. And if you get on the, uh, get some Lawrence Grace, uh, Graham uh our kind of people and see what they really said, how they thought we were going to act in certain situations. I will do, now, me, a, if do we, me a favor. I, I, I got to go. I'm up against it. But do me a favor. Uh, my email address is Danny at SmileyAudioMedia.com. Danny at SmileyAudioMedia.com. Whatever text you think I should read, I'll do it. I love reading, man. I'm, I'm crazy about reading. So anything you send me on my email, I will read. And keep in contact with the show. I like your call, okay? Thank you, my brother. Anytime, King. All right. Talk to you soon. Let's go to bye Eugene, bye. Miles. Eugene, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. Yes, I'm six feet, copper pity brown from Inglewood. Inglewood, always up to no good. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This time I got something great for you. All right, go for it. Yes, we do need the black church. For number one, in Los Angeles, it is the black church every Thursdays and every Saturdays that's feeding the homeless. That's one of the things that that's one of the things that the Lord told us to do, to visit the to 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 give to the homeless, visit the uh, seniors. It's the only place where senior citizens can come where they can mix in with the younger generation, the middle generation, the millenniums, the old millenniums, all that in one place. It's funny you say that. That is one of my bullet points on my 7 series later on in the broadcast. But I totally agree with you when it comes to the, our, okay. our elders. But go ahead. And another thing is, it says that we're supposed to assemble ourselves. Why? Because if we don't assemble ourselves, we can't see how much we are alike. The church is the only place where black has really had unification, unity. Yeah, but we let me push back on Sunday. you a little bit. Let me push back on you a little bit. Uh, I don't Go need ahead. the church to feed the homeless. Okay. I don't need the okay. church to hang out with uh, my elders. 
and I don't need the church to mobilize or anything. I don't need the church for that. So why are you saying that it is it is imperative that we go to a building in order to assimilate when we could do it without it? Well, for one thing, is that we have to assemble ourselves together so that we can see if we just stay alone to ourselves, we can't help but to become narcissistical. But when we are together, we can see each other's wrongs and each other's right. Because haven't you ever been to church when the pastor is speaking and it seems like he's reading your mail that he knows everything about you and you haven't seen him for two weeks or whatever? I've seen and it that. Seems like, yeah. and, and, it's, and it seems like he knows everything about you. And when you talk to other people, they feel the same way. Yeah. But I don't know how many times the- I've left the church when I said, I got a sworn he was talking to me today. But you know what else I've heard in church? You know what else I've seen yeah. firsthand in church? Some of the most backstabbing and backbiting black people I've ever come in contact with. Total hypocrites, man. So, that, that, yeah. That's true. That's true. But there's, remember, there's going to be a remnant like yourself. Because of your upbringing, the way you was taught, it taught you morality. Without the church, you don't have no morality. That's true. You have your own feelings, your own thinking. Your it, it's almost me, 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 me. Yeah, you could take the, the church, you could take, you take the, 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 the guy church. out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the guy. You could take the guy yeah. out the church. You could take yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, the, but 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 eventually, the the hypocrites they're gonna destroy themselves. They're gonna wind up going to jail. They're gonna do something crazy because once you do something small, uh, a little sneaky thing over here, it it graduates. It okay. graduates to bigger thing. So what happened, the church, when you come together, it forces you to come under a respectability towards everybody else in the church. And you don't know what each and every person is doing in a church. So we can't say that they're all a hypocrite. We can't do that. Oh, I didn't say that. I said it's, I've no, seen no, 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 some I'm of the most backbiting. But, but, but that's how most people view the church. That's why they don't go. Okay, that, and I, I, I have but, heard that, but yeah. But here's my last thing, mm-hmm. and you also got to take partake of the Lord's Supper. If you believe in Christ, you have to have communion. That's that's the biggest portion of going to church in the first place, and also getting inspiration. And if your church, your, if your pastor is one that lays hands on the sick, whether it be demonic possession or whether it be just mental depression or just temporary depression or alcoholism, it works. Okay. It works. Eugene, so, I appreciate I got I to let you okay. go, man. We got 10 phone calls holding right now. I got to let you go, but I sure. appreciate the perspective, King, okay? Uh, all right. All right. You know, what I what I don't subscribe to anymore, Miles, is people calling and saying, if you don't do this, you're not a Christian. And if you don't do this, you'll burn in hell. I just don't anymore. I used to. Not anymore. I'm going to tell you where I turned is when, uh, if you just look at M- Mother Teresa, right? She was one of the most selfless people that have ever walked the face of the earth. This woman took a vow of poverty her entire life, spent her entire life feeding the hungry, taking care of the homeless, giving people shelter, never took a dime. I mean, when she passed away years ago, she had nothing but the sandals on her feet. You know, people had the audacity to tell me in my own church that I will not name. They go, but did she know Jesus? And I go, I don't know what her ideology or her religious beliefs are. And they go, well, she didn't. She going to hell. I'm like, really? Really? Look, 
Look, I'm not a pastor. But here's one thing that I do believe. Regardless of what your religious beliefs are, God is all about how you treat your fellow man. That's why eight of the Ten Commandments are how you treat someone else. Look it up. So you are not going to tell me that there's only one way to heaven. I just don't believe that. I don't. Do I still go to the black church? Yeah. Y'all know what my belief system is. I say it all the time on this broadcast. But there ain't one man or woman walking this earth can look at another human being and say, you know that they're going to hell. Or heaven, for that matter. So, <laughs> Miles is pointing to me. <laughs> I'm going to hell, dude. Come on. You're sending me to hell like that? Maybe after I fornicate with Janet Jackson, I'm going to hell. Premarital sex, man. Um, today. Open your Bibles. Daniel. <laughs> I had a joke. I can't do it. Straight down. I can't do it. Hey, keep making a joke. Go it's ahead. A, joke it's, about a it. clean, it's a clean show. I can't. No, let's joke about it. Let's, well, I'll tell you after the break. Uh, when we come forward, we got phone calls coming in. Keep them coming, y'all. Let's have the discussion. I got a great seven series, but once again, when we have a topic of conversation that implores you to call, uh, take over the, sh- the show like you're doing today. I have no problem setting my seven series aside so you can take over the phone lines. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Do you still need the black church after this pandemic knowing that you survived with God without it? This is Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580, where Black Lives Matter, y'all. We know you have options, but thank you, thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk about. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580, discussing whether we kings and queens still go to church on Sunday and whether or not you returned after the quarantine was lifted. Uh, Sheldon, I see you. I'm coming to you and a few here. We'll get to you next. Phone lines are going crazy. We appreciate it, y'all. Keep it coming. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. But Morris, come on up in here. Sprinkle some goodness on your boy today. Morris, give me your height, your color, and your hood, king. Nothing's changed. I'm still six foot one. I'm still black, and I'm still from Long Beach. Long Beach, LBC. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's on your mind, huh? Oh, yeah, we're talking about the church right now. That's kind of sensitive thing in the black community. You know, the first place where we could assimilate as a people was the church. Okay, the good couple, the good in us come out the church, the bad of us come out the church, but that was the per- first place that the elites allowed us all of us to assimilate, and it was one of the few uh, occupations that we could get that the dominant culture would accept, you know, being a, a preacher. And uh, yeah, we need the church. You better be careful putting your mouth on the church, Danny boy. You kind of young. <laughs> wait a minute. No, no, wait, 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 wait. No, I'm not saying don't go to church. I never said that. I said, (laughs) what I said specifically was, we went through the pandemic, we all were praying at home, some of us were online watching it on the internet instead of going to the actual church house. Did we learn that we don't necessarily have to go to church on Sunday to have a great relationship with God? That is my question. It's an open-ended question. However you guys want to answer it. Well, I think it's a false narrative, but I'm going to leave that one alone, because I miss good 
There ain't nothing like good church music. I mean, I give you some churches, but I mean, the thing to get me up in there, aside from the word, I can do it on my own. But boy, that music, man, that music is something else, man. And that's how we communicate with the Lord. A lot of us is through spirit and through sound and through music. But I'm going to leave that alone. I snuck in on this one, Dan. Look, I snuck in on this one. That judge, that was, uh, the judge that's in the Rottenhauer, uh, his name is Schroeder. He was the judge in the, the Carl Rottenhauer case. He's an elected official. He's an elected official. So that fool needs to be recalled. Now, uh, now uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin is in between. Chicago and Milwaukee. Anybody within the sound of my voice, get somebody in Kenosha to start the petition, go to the state board elections thing, and start a petition to have that guy removed. We may win, we may not win, but one thing is for sure, we got to let him know he can't behave like that on the bench and act like ain't nobody going to do nothing. So he got to be recalled. Are you with me? Thank uh-huh. you. I appreciate you, Morris. Yeah, I saw that they're trying to recall the release of uh, Bill Cosby. It's like, you know, you know, fine. But uh, we also want to recall Kyle Rittenhouse being found not guilty on all charges. Let's look at that again, too, shall we? 1-800-920-1580. one 1580 Sheldon, you're up next. Griff, I see you, too. Keep them coming, y'all. 1-800-920-1580. Do we still go to the black church? Do we have to, huh? Post-pandemic, huh? Middays with Danny Morrison, KVLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. We know you stick around. This is L.A.'s home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Malik Books. Uh, 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 uh. I thought that was Kendrick, man. That is a theme song right there. You know who else I got to give love for the theme song, by the way, Miles? Kendrick Lamar. It sounds like Kendrick. I know it's not, but it sounds like that cat. I got to give love to Angela Redock Wright for her theme song. Have you heard it? Mm. Heat, man. I like to think that, you know, Middays with Danny Morrison got the best theme song here at KBLA. I'm just saying, however, I'm a little bit biased. However, Angela Redock Wright is going for the title. Got to give it to her. By the way, I got to give love to, uh, what is her, this queen? Her name is uh, Belinda Garner Spark. She's the one that asked me about the Christmas tree lot. She said, thanks, Danny, for the information on the black-owned Christmas tree lot. Yeah, somebody called in and said there's one on uh, Vermont and Imperial. Vermont and Imperial is another one, y'all. Going out to them lots. Come on now. I'm dreaming of a black Christmas. Okay? Y'all can have a white Christmas. Go on here. Mine gonna be African-American because we can't say black no more. Right? Did we determine that yesterday? We can't dream of a black Christmas anymore. I'm dreaming of an African-American Christmas. Let's go to the phone. Sheldon been on hold for a while. Sheldon, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. Oh, man, I'm 6'2", a lot of shade of milk chocolate, (laughs) and I hail from the city of Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lighter shade of milk chocolate. Wasn't that a hip-hop group? Oh, that's a lighter shade of brown. I got to the next up. (laughs) What's on your mind, King? Yeah. Man, to me, I mean, it's an individual uh, road to what you call spirituality, but for me, you don't, I mean, it, it's an individual walk. It's every day. Church is me twice a week. What you doing uh, the other days? You know what I'm saying? How is your walk? You know, I used to, I grew up a Christian. I went 12 years of Catholic school. Then I started doing apostolic stuff. And, you know, they pointed me in the right direction as far as looking at my spiritual walk. But once uh, I got to a point where I felt like, yeah, something's not, the, the, the picture wasn't complete to me, man. And I was like, it's something more. I like My spirit was like, it's got to be something more. And so, you know, I started taking a dive into what we were doing before 
our ancestors got enslaved and came here. We weren't Christians before the end. Uh, yeah. We had our own spiritual system. So you mean to tell me for millennia and millennia, we had our own thing? I yeah, asked that question. I, King, I asked that question in Sunday school back when I was a kid, kid. I said, okay, if everybody, if, if, if you can't get to heaven unless you go through Jesus, but what right. about all the thousands and millions of people that were born before he came to earth? Where are they at? Right. And my exactly. Sunday school teacher was like, don't be worried about that, Danny. Turn the page. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Have blind faith. Oh, man, God, my, my creator gave me a knowledge to ask questions and to seek. So if it's real, give me the real. I need to know more than, you know, where where this stuff came from. Let's let's take a deeper dive into this spiritual walk. And, and you can't tell me one way is the only way. I agree with you, you know, all these different spiritual systems, religions, I know say spirit, but these religions we got going, the dog with religion, if I ain't this, then you can't do this. And then look at the women in these spiritual books. They are not, they're like less than, right. you know what I'm saying? Treated, but my like, treated like second is, class citizens a lot of the thank time. Thank you. They, they, they prostitutes, they, they, they can't be, they can't preach the word and this and that. That's misogyny. That's, that's, that's. Uh. Real talk. Sheldon, I'm up against it. Hey, God bless you, man. Thanks for holding the way that you did. I appreciate the patience that you have. Call the show more, show more often. I appreciate your perspective today. All right, bro. You have a good one. Appreciate you, man. Anytime. Appreciate you, Sheldon. News and traffic right now. You know how we get down. We got a lot more going on on the other side, man. We got a 7 Series Mario phone calls. Griff, I see you as well. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. God bless y'all. Come on. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Points. For sure. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580. Kirk Franklin, Love Theory. Still the track that I begin my workout with almost every day. Almost. Absolutely love that song. For real. You know what's funny? I already got like some of the black church purists in my DMs right now talking blasphemy today. Saying how I might dissuade some people from going to church here on Sunday. Hogwash! Stop it. Okay? Let me reiterate for the millionth time on this broadcast. This is my opinion. Okay? My personal opinion. And more importantly, my life's journey. All I'm doing is sharing with y'all the ebbs and flows of my relationship with God and my relationship with the black-owned and operated institution that introduced me to him. But also understand that there is no right or wrong answer in this entire discussion. You don't have to go to church to be in the faith. I think we've already established that in the first hour. You can never step foot in a church house and still make your way into the gates of heaven. In my opinion. This entire discussion revolves around the fact that I've learned over the last 18 months that, you know, I could do a pretty good job on my own without waking up and going to church on Sunday. And as far as tithes are concerned, I, I give my 10% to a local charity. I could do that. The NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund. Go on, take that 10%. The Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Go on, take that 10%. The Black AIDS Institute. Take my 10. The Black Youth Project. 10. The Innocence Project. 10. Black Lives Matter. 10. There's many available for me to choose from if I so choose. And I think God would say, well done, son. Or to a homeless person. Or houseless person, I should say. I could just walk up to a tent encampment and bless those groups of those beautiful angels out there directly. Tell me that wouldn't be God's work. Just don't do it like Blueface did. Have you ever seen that footage, by the way, Miles? Blueface out at Skid Row? Yeah. I love that cat. Uh, look, I, 
I hosted his show back in my hometown. He's one of the most down-to-earth, good cats. I've, I've met tons of celebrities in my, in my career. That cat is one of the most selfless, nice guys. Bad move, though. Standing on top of a, was it a limo? Standing on top of a car, throwing bills. I don't know how big the bills were to houseless people at Skid Row. Not a good look, blue face man. I mean, for what it's worth, you know what I mean? Your motive's in the right place. I don't like the fact that it was, even if you do that, I don't think that every act of service needs to be recorded. But That's where it is right there. If you did something like that in silence, we would never know. So we can't sit up here and judge him off of what he did. No, I told but, you, he's a good cat, I'm telling yeah. you. He really is. But I saw that, I just shook my head and went, no, no. <laughs> Not the way to go. Can we go to the phones? Griff! Griff, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. Uh, six foot six, tall, dark and handsome, black African American being. <laughs> and you, I want to emphasize wait, wait, where, where black African American. Where you and calling the reason from? why is because you can have uh, Inglewood. Okay. And Ingl- the reason why I'm saying black African American is because we can have some white African American. So when we say African American, uh, you can be mis mis understood because there are white African-Americans as well. So I'm a black African-American. Griff, Griff I made this case yesterday. black African-American? I made this case. light-skinned black african Good, thank you. And brown <laughs> African-American. I was, I, I was very upset with you. I've been upset with you, man, because I gave you that paperwork, and I haven't heard from you and Miles, man. So I, I kind of put you all on my, on my back burner, man. I, well, we, I we a little busy, Griff, I, I, man. Don't be mad at us. We got a ton I'm of things saying, going on. I, I'm, I'm mad, man, you know, because, you know, if, if we if we're, are we going to just talk about it or are we going to be about it? But anyway, let me move on. <laughs> okay. Let me move on because okay. I believe I believe wholeheartedly that when we talk about the church, we shouldn't be throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And how many churches do we need that would have a Malcolm X or a Martin Luther King? But they was too, our people were too scared to be a Malcolm X or a Martin Luther King because they felt that their demise would be the same as theirs. So our pastors lightened up and went the other way. It's important to emphasize that when we look at what we're talking about in the Bible, the Bible tells us that the people will perish for the lack of knowledge. Big Money Griff at the age of 71 is saying, the people will perish for the lack of knowledge and wisdom. Oh no, Big Money, you're not supposed to add no verse with no, with no Bible verse. Well, I am saying to you now, that the people will perish for the lack of knowledge, and Big Money would like to add the word wisdom, because that's what I have, wisdom, at the age of 71, still busting them up out at Venice Beach on a nice Saturday or Sunday <laughs> uh, in basketball. Um, let me just say this, too. When we talk about this, this uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle case, no one has mentioned the biasness of this judge. This judge had the nerve to narrow it down to where they could only use one hour to select the jurors. Then he turned around, and we know as well as I do, Danny, that we have 12 jurors, and he had the nerve to say that he wanted Kyle to pick six of those 12 jurors, and that could determine his fate. In addition to that, we're looking at the fact that he had the nerve and the audacity to kick out the racial epics that he had on his computer saying that he wanted to shoot and kill some of the, some of the uh, rioters in Kenosha, and they wouldn't allow that into, into, uh, into the case. So we have a biased 
judge here. And we should bring that up, but we're not bringing up because we don't have any pushback. And that's why big money is saying, if we don't have a seat at the table, we will always be on the menu. Very well said. And uh, by the way, I went into all that days ago. This is see, this is what happens when you don't pay attention to your boy and you don't call the show. I went to all that in detail days ago. Griff, don't be mad at me, man. I'm sorry I ain't got to your stuff. I'm going to get to it, man. But I went into all of that, man. Categorically broke it all down days ago. The whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing, man. Come on. Don't be abandoning your boy. What did then? Come on, man. We're talking about the spirit, man. God God led me to, to turn it in. I got a call today. Big Money, have you been listening to uh, to uh, our boy on... on on KBLA, I said no. I ain't heard Tavis. I've been, I've been, I've been kind of holding back. I've been busy with my job because uh, I'm a shop steward. I represent 800 employees, uh, so I've been staying busy with that. But at the same time, I put y'all on the back burner, man. But anyway, that's what I want to share with you. Keep up the good work, and thank you, callers that I heard so far. I really enjoyed you guys. I appreciate you, Griff. Miles, why are you going to sit back and let Griff take me to task alone? He mentioned you too, but I was the one getting whooped. It's like, you know, when your mama, you know, whooped one child when you the one that got us in trouble. What's the deal? Man, you got you to be quicker than that. You ran under the bed while I'm in there getting whooped by my mama. What's the deal? Danny Morrison show. <laughs> Fair enough. Just saying, man. Talk, talk to Danny Morrison show. I got I to gotta take the lumps. It's like the quarterback. You know, when you win, you take all the praise. When you lose, you got to take them lumps, man. <laughs> Griff, Griff, mad at us right now, man. You know, you know what? That's unfortunate. I'm sorry, Griff. You mad at us? Man. We love that cat. All we do is say positive stuff about Griff. For those that don't know, Griff brought us. Man, what did he bring? It's like it's, uh, he brought us a whole Manila envelope full of great information. Great information. But look, I have got a thousand things going on. Anyone knows me? Ah, man, I gotta make an appointment to go to the bathroom. So it's really difficult. For me to take that pamphlet or whatever he brought us and go through it all. But Griff, I am. But I got stuff piled on my desk, man. I'm going to make it happen. On top of that, for anybody who ever wants to bring information to KBLA, we are gladly accepting of it. But, eh, I mean, you know, you can't, don't try to force us to read on your time limit. Yeah, that's all we say here, Griff. Uh, Thank you, Griff. We, we appreciate it, though. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, check it out. We got to do some house cleaning. Got some important stuff going on. And I got a 7 Series for y'all. We're going to break that down as well because, you know, y'all saying I'm trying to lead a black child. That's not what I'm trying to do. And my 7 Series is 7 Reasons I Keep Stopping Myself From Totally Quitting the Black Church. If I'm trying to leave it, why am I giving you reasons on why I can't? It's coming. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We're riding with Danny Morrison until the wheels fall off. Middays with Danny Morrison continues right now. Right now. Yeller. Middays with Danny Morrison. KBLA Talk 1580. I told you we got a lot going on. We're talking about the black church today. You know, we just went through a pandemic. Some say we're still in it. If you didn't hear at the top of the broadcast, yeah, that uh, Omicron variant, it finally hit the U.S. shores, and uh, it's right here in the state of California. It broke a couple of hours ago. So uh, how's your faith? Huh? <laughs> Do you need some church now? We're talking about whether or not you still need the black church after the pandemic. Prove to us that maybe we don't. Maybe. That's all I'm saying. I was speaking to this queen named Jackie that works here. She works at the front desk here at KBLA. 
And she was telling me how uh, the pandemic basically proved that we don't necessarily need the building. And maybe that was God's way of saying, hey, you still going to ride with me? Because I know every single Sunday you wake up and you put your nice clothes on, you get the family together, you guys go to the church house for 15 hours sometimes. It's just crazy. You praise me, you listen to the choir and the whole nine. You know, you get spiritually fed, you go home back with your family and you, you consider yourself to be purified for the incoming week. Who's to say that God didn't say, you know what, I'm going to take the church house away from you. You still riding with your boy? Still? Are you still going to be having church at home? Hmm? You still going to be praying with your family? You still going to devote Sundays to me even though you're not in the church house? Because when you're surrounded by people that are like-minded still doing the exact same thing, you're going to be like, yeah, this is a routine. It's tradition. Been doing it since I was a little chimpanzee. But when they take that away, did you prove to the man upstairs or woman upstairs <laughs> that you're still down for the cause? Maybe God did that on purpose. Let me see if my sheep, my children, are still riding for me, regardless of what the circumstances are. You can make the case. You can. Is that a Ferran? Get Ferran in here. Come on. I got house cleaning to do, but we got to go to Ferran. Ferran, get up in here, man. Give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. Hey, I'm, uh, how tall? What you first, my color? How, how tall are you, Ferran? I'm, I'm always talking about how brilliant you are. You don't even know how tall you are. How tall are you, man? Six light brown, and I'm in, uh, Windy Fontana. All right, Fontana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our first call from the Inland Empire today. What's going on? Man, your conversation is wild. Yeah, it's crazy today, huh? <laughs> Where you at on this whole thing, man? So, All I'm saying is, look, if you really down for the cause, you down for God? You don't need you don't need a yeah, you gotta take yeah. us off speakerphone if you don't mind. We're getting uh we're getting some feedback on our end. Turn that off for me if you don't mind. But uh maybe God is saying to us, I'm gonna take the church house away from you. You're gonna show me that you're really down for the cause. You're gonna show me you really believe. Is that possible? You know what? Actually, for me, I, I got I got to <laughs> Ooh. Because our our church went to Zoom, and we started doing Zoom, and then I actually started getting on the prayer line at 7 o'clock in the morning. And so I have actually built my faith stronger uh, than it was actually going to church. Hmm. See, that's me. That I came out the gates with my opening monologue and said the exact same thing. I'm not saying everybody should abandon the black church. What I'm saying is when the black church was taken away from me, boy, I got in the spirit, man. I did. It was just like, wow. So this is a relationship with God. This is what this is about. Instead of me going, getting dressed up, standing while the choir is singing, listening to the pastor, whoop, 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 the whole nine, and then leaving the church saying, I was spiritually fed today. Were you? Were you? When you finally get home, did you really, really get spiritually fed today? Or you just went through once again, you went through the tradition of waking up on Sunday and going to church. I'm telling you, when you took the church house away from me, I'm better for it. You the same way, sound like. Now I do I do speak um on occasion on youth Sundays and I have and I've actually gone into church with my mask and my Clorox wipes and kept my distance because it's different when you're speaking, you know, for me. So when they asked me to speak on youth Sundays the last couple of times, I actually went in person. So mm. you just have to pick you have to pick your battles. You have to pick, you know, um 
follow follow the Holy Spirit, follow your 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 your, your first mind, and 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 just give it to God, man. But most people focus on the religious part of it, and it's not a religion. So that's why you have so many different feelings and upsets about the biblical principles, because that's to me that's what they are. They're principles, and if you follow those principles then you have to apply and abide by what it says in that book. So it's not a question for me. It's just applying that. Mm, that right there. That's a nugget right there. The last question, I'll let you go. What do you say to those people that say that the black church is a dying breed? You go into any congregation within the black church, anywhere in the city, anywhere in the country, the average age is up there. You know, baby boomer is probably the average age in most black churches in this country. What do you say to those people that say it's a dying breed and it will never return because young people just don't want to go? You know, I don't think it's a dying breed because, as somebody mentioned earlier, um, part of that biblical principle is to have fellowship. And you have to be able to go to a location, whether it's a church or somewhere, but have fellowship. And so that is actually part of, of the work and being engaged. And so I don't think it's a dying breed. I think, you know, Kanye West came in and, and kind of flipped it a little bit, but. Once people really understand it's a relationship and they get the the, the the gospel and the word, they'll 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 see it from a different perspective. It's not a religion, and that's that's the issue for me. Is most people look at it as a religion. So I don't think it's dying. I think it's just a different look, and it's probably going to show up differently because now we've accustomed to being on Zoom so much and being away from locations that that's entering into our our new culture. Hmm. Well said, Ferran. You are brilliant, man. By the way, I'm so proud of you, man, with your, uh, you got your own broadcast going. We'll uh, talk about that in the future. Let's get some lunch soon, okay? Thank you for your time, man. Anytime. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Let's get some uh, house cleaning done. By the way, the official Danny Mo Show podcast. Uh, the latest episode is live. Middays with Danny Morrison now streaming on demand through all socials and the KBLA Talk 1580 website via Futuri Media. Follow me on all socials right now at Danny Mo Show. See the daily streaming links posted for each episode of the broadcast in podcast form. Yesterday's episode on keeping the new black Hollywood black and whether non-black people can do our uh, intellectual properties justice. Is now up and streaming, generating a bunch of listens. Yesterday's show even led to some extended discussion on deleting the word black from our collective vocabularies. I'm still trying to understand that. You want to hear it yourself? Danny Mo Show Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, KBLA app, KBLA website 2, powered by Smiley Audio Media via Futuri Media. Uh, KBLA Talk 1580, we got a lot to stream about. And you guys probably saw the beautiful message that Elder Barr sent us overnight. It's on our socials right now. Give love to KBLA. Give love to myself and Dominique DePrima. It's really, really bomb. Go to our socials and check that thing out. And uh, you can win tickets to see him, Switch, DW3, and Friends at the Globe Theater on Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. It's Sunday, December 19th, 2021. You can spend the holiday with the legendary Elder Barge and Switch for this first ever reunion concert. And they have added a second show due to high demand. Definitely the hot ticket for the holiday season right in the city of Los Angeles. It's taking place at the Globe Theater in Los Angeles. Tickets are available, but they are going fast. They were even rumored to start a third show. That's how hot this show is. They got cocktail tables for up to four to eight people and general admission standing room only also. And you can win a pair of tickets by doing this. All right? Download the KBLA app, iOS or Android. It don't matter. 
I want you to access the open mic feature on the app. There's a microphone on there. Tap that bad boy. And I want you to name the perfect song that you feel Elder Bard should open a concert with. I want the perfect mood setter in your opinion. And tell me why. And leave me your email address as well. And you just might be selected to that historic concert event with one of my favorite artists of all time. RDMJ Entertainment presents Sofa Sundays Live with Elder Bard, Switch, DW3, and Friends. Sunday, December 19th, 2021. Show starts at 7 p.m. For more information or to purchase tickets yourself, head to ctickets.us or eventbrite.com. We got a lot to talk about. And we got some tickets too, man. And what else? Uh, the brand mixer is back, y'all. If you missed the last one, we got you. You know how we do. If you were there, you already know what time it is, man. It's Wednesday, December 8th. That is, ooh, that's next week. Huh. That's a week from today. Uh, at the District by GS, located at 3888 Crenshaw Boulevard. The District is already your favorite destination to eat, drink, and vibe. And imbibe, I'm sure. Sing along to your favorite R&B hits while you network and mingle. And who knows, you might meet your favorite on-air host. Go to KBLA1580.com to register. You gotta register to attend the event. Get to the website. It's the KBLA Brand Mixer exclusively. KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to network about. Shoot. And uh, don't forget about our socials. You know how we do. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Keep the conversations going. Uh, like, share, comment, follow, all that. Tell your friends, your family, tell your ex, your side piece, everybody. Let them know about our socials on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, the whole nine. We would appreciate it. And lastly, download that app. We talk about it every day. I was telling my friends and family over Thanksgiving weekend. Y'all got that app? They were like, hey, Danny, I did that. Danny, I did You got that app? Danny, you need to try out my sweet potato. Do you have that app? I ain't trying no pie until you show me that you're down with this guy. That's bars. Come on, Miles. You jealous. Go on, steal that. Go ahead. But download the app, okay? iOS Android. It don't matter. Uh, in the search field, type in KBLA Talk 1580. Download it. You can see our pics, our bios, uh, our videos. Uh, we now have a link on there for our podcast. If you missed some past episodes of this broadcast and many others of the beautiful uh, black people that work at this radio station, you could get on the app and access it on demand. It's the new KBLA 1580 streaming app. Get to it, okay? It's the best one on the West Coast. It's not an exaggeration. It's the best one. Show me another one. It's the best one on the West Coast. Smiley Audio Media, I'm just letting y'all know. Okay? Uh, is that it? Miles, we good? Is that everything? And go to at Miles Low Music and check out my dude. Check out the video. Check out the performance that he had back in Vegas in this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, got to take care of my boy. You know? And uh, y'all better, Miles going to be one of them cats. Watch. I want you to, about two years from now. Maybe less. Miles going to be on stage. Less. less. Okay, I hear you. Miles going to be on stage somewhere accepting an award. A major award. And y'all going to say, I remember Miles. Watch. I'm speaking it into existence right now. This cat, look, I've, re- I've worked with a whole bunch of musicians in my career. Uh, he's one of the most talented I've ever seen. Thank you, man. It's just real talk. So y'all better get to know him now. And like, I don't want, what's her name? Calling all the time, giving you love. 
Oh, uh, whatever her name is. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Vimas. Vimas, we tell me like your mouse. Surprised she wasn't in Vegas in the front. <laughs> Showing her goodies to you. She loves some miles, man. Love you. I ought to put her on the VIP guest list. See that? Hey, Jamie, I got you. I got you. You heard the man straight from the horse's mouth. He got another event coming up soon. I'm just saying. Yo, love where love is uh, coming from. <laughs> Complete the cycle. I love that. All right, uh, check it out. When we come forward, we have got news and traffic right now. But when we come forward, uh, I want to take some more of your phone calls. 1-800-920-1580. I also want to get into my 7 series, which I think is a pretty good one. I want to make my case today, which is 7 reasons I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. I'm teetering, but these things stop me from doing it. We'll do that in a few. 1-800-920-1580. Midtakes with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. This ain't your grandfather's talk radio. The conversation with Danny Morrison continues right now. Right now. Midtakes with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Discussing whether we kings and queens still go to church on Sunday and whether or not you returned after the quarantine was lifted. By the way, side note here, we already discussed how there's a black-owned Christmas tree lot on 76th Street and Western Avenue by way of my man Abid. Uh, there's a queen in my DMs right now, Miles, that said that uh, you mentioned a second Christmas tree lot. Can you drop that over the mic one more time with a second lot is? Vermont and Imperial. Vermont and Imperial is the second black-owned Christmas tree lot. Go support. We're dreaming of a black Christmas this year. Okay? But uh, we're talking about the black church today. All right? And yeah, people in my DMs saying, easy, D, easy. Look, can I tell you just a few more reasons why I found out that the black church wasn't fulfilling my needs over the last 18 months. Huh? Can I cut loose just for a second here? I don't believe that they're taking the torch of racial justice as seriously as I think they should. For real. We're going through a racial reckoning right now. Black Lives Matter going full steam. Hate crimes against African Americans are way up in the state of California. Kyle Rittenhouse was just set free. Not guilty on all charges. Ahmaud Arbery's killers were convicted, but copycat crimes may be imminent. The uh, George Floyd Justice and Policing Act is still in limbo. And the John Lewis Voting Rights Act is too. And with all that being said, I'm not interested in hearing hooping and hollering right now. I'm not prosperity preaching either. I don't want to hear that nonsense. I don't want to hear chanting. I'm not interested in call and response preaching. Preach. Preach, pastor. Preach. And what do they call learning and burning? I'm not interested in learning and burning right now. I've heard enough about fornication. I've heard enough about stealing. I've heard enough about backstabbers. I've heard enough about all that stuff. I want to know about mobilization. I want to know about voting. I want to know about black business. I want to know what God says about white supremacy. I want to know what the black church is doing about the gang and gun violence that has taken place right in the same neighborhood where the church resides. I want to know why the pastor is driving a Range Rover and the parishioners are all driving buckets. Huh? So in other words, I want to know what your church is doing within the community. Because that old school preaching for me is dead. 
Now tell me what God says about what's happening with black people in 2021, pastor. Because from where I'm standing, he looks more like us than everybody else. I'm sure he's got an opinion on the subject, right? So I need the local pastors to put together a sermon that cross-references the Holy Bible and Black Lives Matter. The white church has got a blue-eyed, blonde-haired Jesus hanging on the wall of the church, worshiping that cat on the daily. And I believe it's incumbent upon y'all to prove to the parishioners that Jesus was a man of color. And at the same time, show why the congregation, show the congregation why black people, we got to put up with all kind of hatred in the world if Jesus comes from our side of the family. There's your sermon for Sunday. But I digress. But I do have a seven series today. Despite all that, I do have a seven series today. Look, I... I truly don't believe that I need the black church in order to maintain a strong relationship with God. However, I ain't stupid. Okay? There's some things that only the black church can give me that I can't get anywhere else. And these seven things are what's keeping me from permanently cutting the cord. My seven series today is seven reasons I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. I've been doing a pretty fantastic job not setting foot in the church these last few months, and I pretty much feel that I'll be fine without it. Make no mistake. However... These things make it tough. I cannot deny. Let me share. Here's number one. Seven reasons I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. Number one, the elders. One of my favorite things to do in life is to listen to older African Americans. I love it. When they are talking, I'm listening. You'll find that the best education that you can receive is from our ancestors and our predecessors. I'm telling you. Just sit and listen sometimes. Not from some educational institution, from our mothers, fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers, big mamas, papas, you know. I have learned some of my best information from the elders within the black church. And missing out on their social, cultural, and spiritual guidance will be tough to duplicate. I can't lie. It would. And that's the first reason I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. We're doing seven reasons I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. Here's number two. That choir, man. Oh, my God. I will take mediocre preaching if you got a bomb choir. I will. That's just my opinion. I can listen to gospel music in my car. In my headset at the gym, on my music system in the background at home when I work. High fidelity, mixed and mastered music from the best gospel artists of all time in surround sound too. Make no mistake. But there is something about being in the church with a mass choir. It's everything to me. I'm telling you. Especially when you got a live band, you know, and you got a bomb lead singer. Oh my God. It's just, it's magical to me. It's spiritual to me. It's God. It's, it's God personified. I love it. It literally gives me chills when I got that. The vibrations in the room ain't number God. I think it's divine intervention, for real. Making a joyful noise unto the Lord. And it would be tough to generate that kind of energy in a stereo system. I know my man called earlier. Who said that? Was it Morris? Said, you know, you got to listen to music and all of that gospel music. I, I totally agree. We just blazed up a love theory from Kirk Franklin just a few minutes ago. That stuff's all great. 
But I'm telling you, when you are within the church walls, man, and you have a well-orchestrated, taught choir, okay? You got a choir director that knows what he or she is doing. They know their music. They know their place. They practice. You got a bomb lead singer. You got live instruments. I'm telling you, there is something. There there is a peace in the room that can't be described. It's Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. When, When a choir is just on a run, and I'll just be crying in church. Now, I don't care who listening. I don't care who looking. I, I'll just be crying in church. That, to me, that's tough to duplicate. And moments like that is what stops me from saying, I'm done. I don't need the black church no more. But then I go to a church that, matter of fact, if anybody knows of a black church in Los Angeles, there's got to be a bunch. Email me. Danny at SmileyAudioMedia.com. Got to have a bomb choir. Got to. I'll try it. I'll give it a go. 1-800-920-1580. 7 reasons I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. I'm up against your miles. Can we get in number three? Uh, let's do it. Here's number three. Prayer in numbers. Now, I believe in the power of prayer. You've heard me on this broadcast. You know how I get down. Okay. I have proof in my life that prayer works. Scientific proof. Not theoretical, scientific proof. I also believe that if you really want immediate action from God, isolate yourself and have a one-on-one prayer discussion with him. Not some chant that you learned when you were a kid either. I mean a real talk discussion with him. Do you do that? Or do you just pray the same way that your parents showed you how to pray when you were a kid? Don't do that. When you pray, I want you to get on your knees. I want you to talk to him like he's in the room. Because he is! I keep saying it! Just talk to him. Same way we're talking right now. And by the way, uh, a mentor told me this years ago. And I'm telling you, it's my life changed when I did it. Be specific in your prayer. What do you want? And people always say, I just don't deserve. I can't be asking God for nothing because I haven't been good. And I don't want to ask for nothing when I don't deserve. Listen, I'm telling you right now, when you pray... You, want, you pray to exactly what you need. You need those bills paid, say specifically what you need paid. You want that job, say specifically what job you need. Don't be, don't be dancing around it. No generalizations. Pray for exactly what you need. I'm telling you, you'll see your life change. You think I'm playing? I'm proof! I'm, t- I'm telling you. 1-800-920-1580. We'll continue on the other side. Middays with Danny Morrison. Y'all stay there. We know you have options. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are rooting for everybody black. KBLA Talk 1580. And the food is delicious. I'm Everytable.com. Yeah, y'all got to jump in. That thing is a real deal, by the way. Do it. And you just might be on middays. It could happen, Captain. Let's get back to the 7 Series, though. We're up against it right now. Uh, seven reasons I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. Number one was the elders. I love them so much. I do. Number two is the choir. Love that so much. In the right church. <laughs> Number three, prayer in numbers. Prayer works, y'all. Okay? Don't have me start preaching up in here. I'll do it. Here's number four. 
the tithes. I already told you that if I stop going to church, I will reallocate my tithes to a worthy and noble cause. But here's the problem. I understand that tithing is what keeps the lights on. And just because I'm considering leaving the church doesn't mean that everyone else is. Millions of African-Americans depend on the church for peace and comfort. Older African-Americans go to church on Sunday just for the chance to get out the house sometimes. That's why the, the service is usually four hours. My old church back in my hometown, oh, we started at 11 o'clock and would leave at 1.30. Really? Two and a half hours? Come on! Church shouldn't be no more than... Miles, we've talked about this before. How long should church be? 45 minutes? An hour? 45 minutes. Should it even be an hour? I mean, really? <laughs> I'll, say a, I'll say a good hour. A good, a good solid hour is definitely it, long enough for church. But it shouldn't go an hour and a half. It doesn't have to. It, it doesn't have to? It doesn't have to. Like, it shouldn't. It, <laughs> You know what I mean? Special occasion, you know what I mean? We're, we're, everybody's enjoying it. Cool. Yeah. Pastor anniversary, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we could probably get down with an hour and a half, but come on. You know, let the people who got something to do after an hour leave. You know what I mean? Hey, we still turn up, though. But if y'all got to go somewhere, that's cool. But, you know, the special part of the flock can stay an extra half an hour. You ever seen the pastor embarrass people when they stand up to leave during the sermon? What's that? Yo. Some pastors be putting people on blast, man. Where you going? Now, I'm just starting to preach God's word right now. Where y'all going? And they be putting their head down. Like, man, I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to the Raider game. I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor. <laughs> cowboys are on. Sorry, Pastor. Pray for my Cowboys, man. All right. <laughs> Let's get it going here. Uh, seven reasons I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. Uh, number five is where we are. Unity in the community. In a lot of African-American communities, the church is the nucleus, the centerpiece, ground zero. It's one of the few places where you can see multiple generations of kings and queens from the community in one space regularly. By the way, a king mentioned that earlier in the broadcast. I received that, man. You go to a church, usually, like I said, the congregation is aging a lot over the last 10 years. However, usually you go to a black church, you see every age group in there. And it's very rare you go to one building. I know you can go to festivals, you go to fairs and all that, you'll see that. But I mean, name another place in the African-American community to where you can go to a building and see that many age groups. It's usually the black church. Right? And if that is going to be the spot where African-Americans coalesce, then it needs to be preserved. It does. With or without me, it does. And that is the fifth reason I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. Here's number six. I know I'm up against it, Miles. I'm sorry. We fight to get through these every day. I know. Uh, the youth. Look, it's well documented that young people are leaving the black church in droves. I gave you statistics in my opening monologue. Go to any historic black church and see the average age of the congregation. The future is in doubt. Got to keep it real. But I still believe that the church is the best place for young people to have values instilled in them. Especially with children that come from broken homes. As I mentioned earlier, you can take the child out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the child. Same goes for church. Even when they leave the church, they always come back. Hands up in the air. How many of you guys went to church throughout your entire adolescence, left the church when you became an adult, but went back? 
when you were going through that crisis in your life. You're going through that breakup. You're going through that divorce. Maybe you got some illness in your family. Maybe you got some illness in your own body. Something always leads you back. And I just believe if young people are raised in the church, we're all better off for it. I've always believed that. And that is the sixth reason I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. When we come forward, I'll finish out the list. Here's number seven, okay? Coming up in a few. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. We're listening around the clock. And your time to be heard is right now. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. A listener just sent me... Uh, Faithful Central Bible Church. It's at uh, 333 West Florence Avenue in Inglewood, California. That's my neck of the woods right there. I may try it out. I'm not in town this weekend. I got to go back to my hometown this weekend. But I'll tell you what, next weekend, I may try it out. I'll see what's up. But the minute it goes over an hour, I'm telling you when it's 61 minutes long, I'm leaving. (laughs) Yes, it's too long. Really? Better not be one minute late. Bet, okay, fair enough. If I'm on time, this bad boy better not go over an hour. Like, f- for real? Real? And if I see 15 offering trays come in front of me, I got to make change, Miles. You know how I do. But if I see that many trays, you don't need one for the building fund. And you got one for, you know, the, the tithing. And you got one for the summer school program and the youth group. I'm like, man, that's a lot of trays. I feel like I'm in prison right here. All these trays coming in front of me. What's going on? Really? Can we finish? Can we finish out the list? Seven reasons I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. Number one is the the elders. Number two is uh, the choir. Number three is prayer and numbers. Uh, Number four is the tithes. Uh, Number five is unity in the community. Number six is the youth. Here is number seven, the final one. Uh, the church's place within the community. Yeah, muy importante. Listen, history, tradition, preservation, it's extremely important. I'm always preaching about how we should do everything possible to preserve the history of the African-American people. Did you know that the black church is the first black-owned business in the history of this country? Huh? Fully owned and operated by us. No Caucasian involvement. Did you know that? We can't let that fall by the wayside. It needs to be tweaked. Boy, does it ever. We've already chronicled that today. But still preserved for the long term. The black church is the pillar of the black community. Well, supposed to be. And it should stand the test of time. Permanently. And that is the seventh and final reason I keep stopping myself from totally quitting the black church. We still gonna be hanging out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I ain't gonna quit you. I wish I knew how to quit you. We'll see how it goes. Make sure you're checking out uh, Dominic DePrima from 6 to 9 a.m. Tavis Miley from 9 to noon. I'm on after Tavis. D.L. Hughley coming up in a few seconds here. Don Amici versus everybody with Krista and Kiara, 4 to 7. Let's get intimate. Dr. Jashana, 7 to 9 p.m. The Brian Babylon Show on from 9 to midnight that uh, Miles Lowe was on the other night. Melina Abdullah, Black Lives Matter. This is not a drill. Saturdays, 8 to 10 a.m. The best of the state of the Black Union all weekend. And the new KBLA weekend lineup blazing up your earth. All weekend long. Good luck. God bless. Gone. The D.L. Hughley Afternoon Show is up next. Keep it on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Be good. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.